0: The Behavioral Corner is produced in cooperation with Retreat Behavioral Health, where healing happens. Hi and welcome. I'm Steve Martoreno, and this is The Behavioral Corner. You're invited to hang with us as we discuss the ways we live today, the choices we make, the things we do, and how they affect our health and well-being. So you're on The Corner, The Behavioral Corner. Please... Hang around a while. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the black tie edition of Behavioral Corner. My name is Steve Martirano. I'm the host and guide. What we do is talk about everything on the Behavioral Corner because everything affects our behavioral health. And uh, the reason for the uh, tuxedo is, as I mentioned to one of our guests earlier, I was going through the closet looking for a T-shirt that wasn't soiled. And saw my old tuxedo and said, I'm putting it on because I'm going to meet with the Mavens, our movie Mavens. Uh, right, The lovely, talented and intelligent uh, Maggie Hunt and Grace Schober from Retreat Behavioral Health. These ladies are uh, professional in their in their fields of uh, substance abuse treatment and also um, successful in, in their lives. They are both in long-term recovery. So months back, we said, you know what? The popular media covers this topic a lot. There have been a lot of movies, lots of television shows that have as their central premise, what happens to people, uh, using drugs or alcohol. And we wanted to take a look at how accurate they were or are some were, some are not. If you go, go back and look at the behavioral corner podcast library, you'll find the reviews there. They're state of the art. These two know what they're talking about. And so when we have questions about the media and how they depict this situation, we go to our Mavens. This I'm dressed up because I'm going to start doing it from now on as though it were a red carpet. So mm-hmm. next time, next time guys, not that you don't look lovely, but we're, you know, let's dress up a little. No, because,
1: no sweatshirt next time. No sweatshirt no, next no, no,
0: no. I actually I can do it, uh, Grace. I can go but what are you wearing? I love that question. Don't you love it when they do that? on the What are you wearing? Yeah. Well, we can yeah. see what you're wearing. Apparently, you went to Aardvark University.
1: <laughs> well, yes. But oh, I Harvard. Harvard. I see. Harvard. Okay. Harvard. Harvard. Well, school, no. Okay. I really, truly really didn't from And,
0: and, and Maggie is in very stylish uh, Hollywood black. Very uh, nice. I'm
1: sponsored so, by
2: Retreat Behavioral Health. Oh, there you go. That's
0: your designer is Retreat Behavioral Health. That's so right. there you go. Uh, all right, guys, here's what we're doing. We're going, to, we're going to look at a television show rather than a movie. Uh, I know I'm overdressed because it's a television show and not a movie, but it is a television show that is uh, pretty well ingrained in the culture with regard to the topic of uh, substance abuse and alleged treatment. It's the reality television program called Intervention. And what it does is uh, every episode, they surprise a substance abuser Uh, with a group of their friends and family in in the context of offering them an ultimatum. If they accept the terms um, of the intervention, recognize they have a problem, the producers will all expense paid trip to rehab. That's exactly the way it is. You can win an all expense paid trip to rehab. And it's very graphic. Uh, they they have accompanied users as as they got high, uh, in very dangerous situations. They put themselves in. I'll give them credit for that. But uh, there is something troubling about the whole thing for me. Not least of which is that when you look to see what the producers claim the success rate is, of the thousands of people who reach out to them and say we want to do this, they claim a fifty to fifty five percent success rate in people who are on the program, are intervened with, and then go to rehab. 55%. Wow.
2: The so, whole world can't get that statistic. And oh, they-
0: okay. So let me ask you right off the bat. How does that number strike you, Grace?
1: If they're talking about long-term recovery, 55%, like Maggie said, I mean, that's something that the whole world strives for. Um, and I just find that to be pretty unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Uh, others, other uh, articles that I read later claim 70 to 75% rate. So it just gets sillier and sillier you know god bless them i mean if if it happens to 10 people uh, out of a 1000 that that's terrific but the the claims are uh, amazing and 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 in case you're thinking this is like a low rent kind of an operation it is not uh, intervention now in its 24th season has won an emmy uh, as an outstanding reality television program uh all right so let let, let me begin just with where right on my sleeves i look at A lot of this stuff as, and you'll pardon the expression, addiction porn. I think what they want to do is show us the grimmest, most desperate situations people are in. And I mean, show us, put our faces right there and appeal to our, I don't know, Purian interests. Let me look at how messed up these people are. Uh, And then wave a magic wand and everybody gets better. Maggie, what's your experience with the show? I'm sure you don't watch it weekly, but what was your experience with those programs you've seen?
2: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I learned that you could smoke heroin when I watched Intervention. I didn't know that you could do that, you know, circa 2007. But I, I don't watch the show now. I used to watch the show because I was obviously like the baddest, you know, mf'er in Bucks County. Okay. So I needed to watch to make sure that like they were also equal to like my level of hood. And so I would watch just while they were using. And then I would stop watching because like I don't want to see the success, especially when I'm like in the thick of it. I want to know that I'm not the only miserable person out there. I want to know that like other people are doing the same things that I'm doing. And, you know,
0: and there they are on television. Mm -hmm. Grace, uh, what was your experience seeing the programs?
1: Yeah, I mean, same kind of thing. I don't watch it now. Um, the only time I really did was, like, in the midst of a relapse or something like that because I was, like, glorifying and, like I said, watching the terrible things that they were doing. Now, on the flip side of that, too, I always did wait till the end because I did like to see their transformation because, you know, they gain weight or, you know, things like that. And I enjoyed watching the transformation, but it didn't make me want to get sober, you know, like the whole thing I thought was ridiculous. I was sitting there myself as somebody who would like, I'm like, why would you ever let somebody videotape you do that? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I feel like it's exploitation to the addict and alcoholic because you see them at their worst. You see people all sloppy and messy and things like that, which I don't know if that's necessarily what they sign up for. And they just sign up for a crew to be following them around, I guess, with the intent that they're going to get money from it. And so of course, anybody who's like down and out and totally struggling needing money or whatever is going to say yes to being on this TV show. But it, ends with, like you said, that ultimate but they still get money from the show. So it's like unbelievable to me. I think it's exploitation.
0: Well, I couldn't find any evidence of them paying anybody, but if they did, well, there's a special place in hell for a production company that would pay a substance abuser any money because you just so they can then go in and watch them use it. I mean, well, they talk- yeah.
1: People who are on the show, actually, you can find their videos like because nobody's going to say yes in their addiction. You're not doing anything for free. You're not doing anything for free, well, so.
0: So, who do you suppose the people are? And I, I have no doubt that thousands of people request to get on this show, Maggie. What do you think the percentage of active users are who say, "Let me be on the show"? It's probably the families, right?
2: I I don't even know because I don't think I would have anybody follow me around with a mm-mm, camera mm-mm. when I was. I'd be like, "Get away from me!" You know. I mean, unless, unless you know, like Grace said, like unless I was really down and not and like needing some money, but I don't think so.
0: Both of you found yourself when you were active using uh, in uh, in very dangerous places. Right. Physically dangerous. Right. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In in Philadelphia, like right in the city down there in the heart of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told you about the episode I watched recently. I went back and looked at a couple of them. One uh, had the uh, I guess she's a rapper, entrepreneur, um, social media wizard. She was, I guess, discovered by Kanye West. Her name is Amber Rose. She's just strikingly beautiful. She's got close-cropped, blonde, tight hair. It's fantastic. And Condé West put her in a video many years ago, and she's done very, very well. She's from South Philadelphia. And the episode I watched involved her coming back to save her childhood friend, Tina, who was in real trouble. It's a cook's tour of the neighborhood you're just talking about. And every time I see Kensington, we all know about Kensington. We've all heard about Kensington. But when you see Kensington, it's shocking. Shocking. That, that that a place like that can exist in a major okay. city in the United States in the 21st century is outrageous. Outrageous. And yet there they are filming it for our uh, viewing pleasure. Uh, tell me about what you know to constitute an interventionist. Maggie, are there any... Officially sanctioned interventionists? How does that work?
2: There are some credentialed intervention trainings that you can take. I don't know what kind of you know, professional aspect I, that they would hold. Again, in terms of exploitation, it's like another thing. You know, like obviously, like if you want an intervention, you want that person to be a certified interventionist, and that's you know, and through Pennsylvania, we do have one, but other states will try to use like different credentialing for interventionists as well.
0: Yeah, uh, Grace let me ask you what would you say are the qualifications for someone who says I'm an interventionist? What should they be good at?
1: So if somebody goes and they they say I'm an interventionist, they need to be good at handling irrational situations, desperate situations and over the top situations because people are going to flip out most of the time. They're going to not take that well. And like Maggie said there's credentialing and training and things like that. Now I don't think you need that type of interventionist. In my opinion, I've done a lot of 12-step calls. Maggie's done 12-step calls. A lot of people have done them. And for for me, like the hands-on knowledge and being in the field is way more important than taking a test for to be an interventionist. Like I think that you have to like actually know how to think like somebody who's in active addiction, how to think like somebody who... Has tried to save somebody in active addiction or has lost somebody in active addiction, like the family, and how to keep things as calm as possible. Those are the qualifications I would think are the most important.
0: It would seem to me that an interventionist, uh, Maggie, also has to know um, something beyond personal experience with the situation and something deep about. A human interaction because as the handful of episodes i've seen on this television program demonstrate time and time again the problem is essentially getting the active user to sit down and listen right, right. and then maybe acquiesce to it but that's only part of it the family dynamic in those rooms is terrifying You'd have to be a pretty qualified psycho or at least psychologist to be able to manage what's going on in that room, right? Well,
2: right. Well, and so I just looked up, like, as we've been on here, what the requirements are in Pennsylvania to be a certified intervention professional, CIP is what it's called. And it's high school diploma, work experience, two years or full-time, 4,000 hours or part-time experience providing direct substance use intervention and related services for at least 50% of the, I mean, there's like, you know, there's some education and training that's required, but I have done an intervention before. You're putting in work with the family more than you're putting in with the individual. I mean, I spent, you know, obviously like I didn't charge anything for this intervention and I spent time with the family preparing, changing how we were going to do it you know, talking to Aunt Lisa, talking to Uncle Brian, like, you know, because they want to bring everybody in, um, which is good, but, and they want to make it perfect so that the person doesn't know and blah, blah, blah. And it is intense.
0: You've actually done an intervention. Grace, have you been the subject of an intervention?
1: I've been the subject of an intervention. I've been, I've done an intervention. On oh, people part And I certainly have, like, my qualifications are working at retreat for seven years, working in, you know, the experience. And in your point of view, I hear what you're saying about needs to be this psychoanalyst. I disagree with you on that, um, mm-hmm. but we can agree to disagree. I just think that at the end of the day, when it comes to the decision of Because it wouldn't matter if you had Dr. Drew in front of me telling me to go somewhere. I don't listen to that. What I listen to is my family at the end of the intervention being like, we are cutting you off if you don't go. Has nothing to do with the person that was sitting there trying to manage the situation.
0: I don't understand. Because as I said, they use the word ultimatum, the producers of intervention, in every description of what they're doing. We're there to offer them an opportunity for treatment that they will pay for but they have to accept the ultimatum. That baffles me. I mean, is it when you say the family threatens to cut you off, how many times did your family threaten to cut you off?
1: So many times.
0: Yeah, well, so merely saying this is the end, as far as we're concerned, doesn't really get you there, right?
1: Look, it doesn't always get you there, but these people that are going on this show know for sure there's something going on. They just do. I mean, you're not like, Followed by these cameras and like, oh, let's go meet in this big room and just talk about it. They know something's going on. And I think the fact that they're sat down and talked to, it's always cut out. It's cut out at one point and then they're freaking out and then they find him again. They talk to (laughs) him about, you're going to be flown to California. You're going to be flown to Florida, Arizona, somewhere really cool. Right. And then in a couple we're going to follow you around this TV going to follow you around at the end. We're going to do this like big thing. You're going to be on a TV show that they're saying yes to that. They're not saying yes to the interventionists. They're saying yes to that. They're saying yes to their family. They're saying yes to a little bit of like their 10-minute fame.
0: You're exactly right. My they, opinion. They, no, it, listen. There's some people will tell you that one of the things that uh, saves our culture is that nothing really terrifies us if we can turn it into entertainment. If we can somehow uh, figure out a way to entertain people and make a couple of dollars, uh, it won't look so bad. It'll look like a television show. No matter what good comes out of intervention, How different is it than Survivor or any of these programs that allege to be real people in real situations? It's not.
2: No, well, and I think it does it either. It definitely helps some people. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's some people who like, Watch it, and they're like, you know what? We're going to try this with our family, and we're going to do this, and then they're successful. But I think it also brings a lot of stigma associated, which would make people not want to go to treatment. Um, you, know, dep- you know, depending upon what the outcome is. I mean, you know, you're stereotyping. You know what I mean? Like they want the drama of it all. They want them to be like, no, I'm not going. And you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know,
0: well, by the by, the mere fact that they offer ninety days of rehab and as you point out grace in some exotic location you know there are plenty of places you this the episode i saw was in philadelphia you didn't have to fly her to california but that's you know oh a trip to california and by doing that by saying all expenses paid win a trip to rehab they right away um stigmatize a socio-economic group i mean there are people with insurance who don't need to go on that television show to benefit from an intervention but if you don't have insurance it's a little bit different i would have to watch more to see how many upper middle class people have subjected themselves to a televised intervention so let me ask you grace how many inter- legitimate interventions did you were you subjected to 1 2 how many
1: i like le- yeah like legitimately i would say probably one like and, with an actual interventionist in the room
0: uh-huh. And do you know where, where that intervention just came from? How 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 he came to be part of it, he or she?
1: Yeah, my parents hired him mm-hmm. um to work with me as a difficult case. And so then they were like Maggie said when she was working with the family, he was working with my family, unbeknownst to me, how dare they, um, yeah. as I'm homeless <laughs> on the street. You know, so uh and then and then I was actually like told, Oh, he's gonna this guy that we know is gonna be your coach and he's gonna pick you up and get you something to eat and he's got this BMW and pop in. So I got in, I wanted to get something to eat. He just wanted to talk to me, be my recovery coach, and then I'm stuck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Until I flip out and then I leave, you know.
0: And did you you just walk out of the intervention?
1: Oh yeah, no, you can't intervention, Grace Schober. <laughs>
0: Maggie, tell me about your role as the interventionist. How did you manage that? How many people were involved?
2: Oh, my God. It was like a sister who initially called, and then it was her brother, and then the parents, and then his children, and then the aunt's children. It was a lot, a lot.
0: So, in other words, people are desperate to be in the room out of the desire to unload on the abuser who's ruining their lives, or are they there to help?
2: Well, I think that they initially want to be there to help. Our world is so easy because like, we just think that everybody knows this, but some people don't. And so some people do reach out to the interventionist and then that interventionist does kind of help them walk them through that. And for that specific population of people, it is beneficial, I would say, Um, you know, yikes. But usually it's, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. My dad always talks about it because I people had always been like we're going to do an intervention on your dad and I was like oh okay I don't really think that's a good idea and he's like i would have lit the house on fire
0: <laughs> really mm. yeah 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 i'm sure that there are people that uh you know who are actively using first of all who probably never consider it but the thought of it would would just freak them out i mean just mm-hmm. freak them out so let me ask you then and I'll and we'll uh, we will uh, put this one away i've I wanted to talk about this program for a long time um, the other one I love is that I don't even know if it's on anymore. It's not about substance abuse. It's the one cops, you know, yeah, I've always said that if, uh, if Hitler had won the second world war, it would be his fev- favorite television show. I mean, <laughs> he would be watching every week. It's just outrageous. We take people in their most desperate moments and put it on television. See, right away, I think there's a problem here. If it's on television, it changes everything. It changes everything. So my question to you two, our movie mavens on the program intervention, at the end of the day, is this a good thing? Can it help some people or should it not be entertainment? Mag? I don't
2: know. I actually i oh,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, Grace, you go first.
1: I don't think that it should be used as entertainment absolutely not the only people it's entertaining is the addict who's looking to entertain more ideas of how to get high in my opinion mm-hmm. i don't think it should be used as entertainment do i think that it's helped anybody or somebody yes it's probably helped even if it helped one person great well but i think right. that it needs to I be feel. done differently
0: yeah yeah i agree and, and i'm a, you know I'm a, like you guys a first amendment guy if you wanted on television uh, but I don't know that I could recommend it for anybody. Would you recommend it to anybody, Maggie, who's using? No. Or any family members of people? Yeah, I would.
2: Uh, yeah, I would recommend it sometimes you. in with families. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, but maybe, I would not
2: put it on television.
0: Ah. Uh, oh, I know what I meant. Would you, would you? Would you recommend it to a family thinking about intervening? intervening? Say, hey, you should watch Intervention. Oh no, no, no. 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 Both of you agree on that one. Okay, all right so here's our advice to you from the uh, red carpet of the movie mavens reviews don't watch (laughs) the program there's a lot of junky television on you don't have to watch that junky television Mm
1: -hmm. you can
0: watch just junky television you know crap i mean bad television and and it's not people suffering which just it's just heartbreaking that they turn Mm -hmm. it into entertainment it's always bothered me anyway uh ladies always a pleasure thank you for your time next time you know Maybe some jewelry what? and some gowns for you too. And I'll, I'll wear my top Yeah, we'll just for the occasion.
1: Next time for sure. And an updo.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time. For you, for the, those of you looking to uh, see more of what they do, we've got a whole bunch of them on the shelves of the BehavioralCorner.com website. You can find more there and other shows as well. Don't forget to subscribe and like. We appreciate that very much. And we'll catch you next time on the Behavioral Corner. Retreat Behavioral Health has proudly been serving the community for over 10 years. Here at Retreat, we believe in the power of connection and quality care. We offer comprehensive, holistic, and compassionate treatment from industry-leading experts. Call 855-802-6600 or visit us at www.retreatbehavioralhealth.com to begin your journey today. it for now and make us a habit hanging out at the behavioral corner and when we're not hanging follow us on facebook instagram and twitter on the behavioral corner